Hi everyone, and thanks for joining. This is Arzo, and you're listening to the Sexy Boss Babe Podcast. We're on episode three of season two. Today's topic is perseverance, one of my favorite topics to talk about. Why is perseverance so important? What does it even mean? The definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. This one thing can be the barrier to get to the things that you want in life, whatever they may be, whether it's ambition and success driven in career or something that you're looking forward to, whatever it is, maybe saving money, maybe um, going to a particular college or school, whatever it is, perseverance is the ticket to it that many people don't realize the importance of it. Everybody, especially today, we live in a, we want everything to happen now. We, we imagine we go after something and we imagine it's going to all come to fruition right away. And when it doesn't, we're over it. We give up on it. We're just over it. We want the next thing to happen. We create the next opportunity or thing that we want to do. And that's fine if we didn't really want the first thing, but do we really try for the thing that we wanted? That's the thing. And one of the things that I've always said, or jokingly, but it's kind of true, is that if I had a middle name, it would be Perseverance. And I kind of did a post on this. And I've said that, you know, I might not be the smartest person or have the most resources, but my ability to persevere is very strong. It's kind of, if I'm going to be totally honest, it's a little bit rooted in stubbornness. And it's kind of like the, the positive side of stubbornness because stubbornness is not a good quality, right? But perseverance is kind of the positive aspect of stubbornness. And, and every quality, good or bad, has a light and dark side in it. Even being generous, you know, you think, you know, generosity is just the most amazing, perfect trait that anybody could have. It, it has a light and a dark side. The light side, of course, is the, you know, being generous of yourself and your time and giving to others. And the dark side of that is giving too much to the point that you become depleted and giving for the wrong reasons. And, you know, there are so many things. But anyways, we're getting to a different topic. <laughs> but um, going back to perseverance and, and the, you know, the reason why I even brought that up was about stubbornness. And so a little stubbornness is okay. And I think it's good because it will teach you to persevere. Um, and I'm good at perseverance. Um, because I have a lot of practice. And one of the other things about perseverance is that it is rooted in um, overcoming adversity, right? Now, why? Why does that make sense? And it definitely makes your ability to persevere stronger if it has been strengthened through the fire of adversity. What is that? So adversity is challenges, right? It's, it's challenges of, of life, of situations. 
and they come up and they're obstacles. And there are two types of people that handle adversity, right? Some people kind of fold, right? When they, when they hit a, a spot of adversity or a challenge, it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I didn't know this was going to happen. And you fold. And it's all the other traits in life that will get you past it, right? It's the trait of confidence. It's the trait of self-esteem. It's the trait of wanting more for yourself. It's all these different things. And if you don't have those other things, it's going to be kind of hard to have perseverance. So, you know, it kind of goes back to my last podcast was on um, self-esteem and everything kind of goes back to that. And it it, it really is the basis and that foundational um, aspect for people in their lives as far as an important trait goes because it can affect all aspects of your life and it can help you or hold you back. Um, <clears throat> so going back to, we have, there's, there's two types of people faced with adversity. There's the people that fold. Um, they become overcome with the pain, right? Because it's painful. Rejection is not an easy thing. It's when someone says no, when you put your heart and soul into an objective and you go after it and it doesn't happen or there's such big challenges that you think to yourself, I can't overcome this. It's painful. It hurts. So, and sometimes folding is the right answer. Um, And only you will know in those situations. As long as you're not a a habitual folder. Um, because then that means that you're, you don't have the ability to persevere. Although you can grow it, you can make it stronger. Um, and it's through, again, it's through practice. It's through overcoming challenges and that's how you become stronger. Um, so there's that type of person. And the other type is the one that will withstand the pain that in spite of the offer of rejection, they will not let that stop them. And when that happens enough times, it does build the strength. And I'm going to share a story with you guys. So at one point in my life, I took a job with a um, very well-known technology slash cable company. (laughs) I'm not going to say the name, but... um, I took this job. It was in the middle of a very bad economy and it paid well. Um, but it wasn't necessarily the job that I, you know, wanted or was necessarily even good at. And it was a sales job and not only just a sales job, it was a door to door sales job. I was selling, um, phone, internet and cable services door to door when I started <clears throat> and I had never done this type of sales before. I've I'd done other types of sales, but never this type where you're going to go into someone's home and knock on someone's door. And if anybody knows anything about sales, everyone knows that door to door sales is by far hands down the most difficult and challenging sale that exists. So I got my little training 
and went out to my little territory and I started. I did what I was supposed to do. Knocked on a door and no one was there. So I moved on to the next house, knocked on another door. No one was there, moved on to the next house. And I kept doing this until finally somebody opened the door. So you think, oh, yes, I got it. I got it. So a person opens their door. They listen to my pitch for, I don't know, two seconds. And semi-politely, semi-annoyed, they tell me they don't have time to talk to me. And they quickly close the door. That kind of hurts. It's a little painful, that experience, right? <laughs> Someone is looking at you. You're nice. I'm a nice person. <laughs> and, you know, someone closed the door in my face. <clears throat> so doesn't feel very good, right? So, you know, whatever. It's like, no, no worries. There's a bunch of other doors. So you continue. And a few more doors. Someone opens the door. <sighs> I try to give my pitch. Before I even give my pitch, they're so mean and rude to me that it almost scares me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just remembering those moments in my life. They're great. <laughs> those moments make life colorful too, by the way. So, <laughs> so I walked away. So go to the next few doors. I, I'm going to really paint this picture for you guys because I want you to be in the mindset of that, what I was when how I experienced it because I, I really want to share this. I, I, I think you'll, you'll gain something from this story. So I go down the next couple doors. Finally, someone opens the door. Maybe I have a conversation. Maybe I'm, they have some interest and they're asking me some questions and about the benefits or... Uh, the price and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get this sale. Yes. Yes. And we get closer, um, after a couple of minutes and I've invested my time, right? They say, you know what? I got to go. Let's maybe do this another day. Or they just change their mind entirely and they decide, you know what? I've got, you know, my dish, whatever satellite, and I don't want this. So they say no. And they say, you know, they want to go and, you got to go, we got to walk away. Um, there was another instance knocked on the door, someone opened it. And the mere fact that I'm a door to door salesperson drove this person crazy. I got yelled at, called names. And I like, that's like mean. It's like, it's like your job, you know, and someone is, is, is berating you and being mean to you. And I'm a woman. <laughs> I don't like being talked to like that. So, you know, um, it's not easy, you guys. It's not easy. And so, of course, you walk away. Now, this went on for like a week, right? I'm, I'm going out every single day putting my, you know, happy face on and my excitement and my energy. And I'm not getting anything, anything. And people are just getting mean. And what happens? There's no positive reinforcement, right? So you keep doing the same thing over and over and you're not getting the results that you're looking for. And I was done. I was over it. I was like, I'm quitting. Like, screw this. My um, my friend was working there at the time. And that's how I knew about this job. And she introduced me to her manager. And I ended up getting an interview. So I called her. I sat on a curb. I just I remember this day. The, the, the last guy yelled at me. I sat on a curb. And I literally started crying. And I cried. I sat. I just, I remember this. I was like in Rancho Santa Fe. And this beautiful neighborhood. And I just sat on a curb and I cried 
thinking to myself, I'm a failure and this is just never going to work and I suck and why did I even take this job? This is stupid. So I call my friend and I tell her that I'm quitting and she's like, why are you quitting? And I said, I've been doing this for the last week. I've been going to, you know, 20, 30, 40 houses a day, whatever it is and nothing's happening and everybody's mean and I just don't think that I'm cut out for this and and really what I was saying is like I, I need a tougher skin and I didn't have that and she said look she said don't quit she's like I know it's not easy in the beginning I'm gonna go out with you for a couple of days and I will teach you a couple of ways to overcome objectives and I mean um, objections and you're going to be fine. Trust me. So I said, okay. And the next week she went out with me like she promised. Um, I watched her, how she sold, how she overcame the objections. And one thing that I really admired and loved about her, and I still do, she really, she really perseveres. She won't take no for an answer and not in a pushy way. And so I watched her, I learned and now it was my turn. So I went a couple more doors. I talked to somebody, walked in, closed my first sale. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? When you close that first one too, it's like, it gives you so much confidence because you saw it through you did all the hard work. You got them to the table. You had the conversation. They finally said yes. And now you're doing the paperwork. Now they're signing. And you met your objective. And when you do that, it becomes evidence to you. Aside from, you know, you're hitting, you're hitting your targets. It becomes evidence that it works. And if you push hard enough and long enough, results will come. And I'm not an athlete, so, and I sometimes will use athlete mentality, I mean athlete um, uh, analogies. It's, it's like anything else, right? We see a football game and we see the game, we see the day of the game, and we see the players, and we see the touchdowns if it's football, and we see what's happening. We don't see the months and months of practice, the months and months of preseason, the months and months of staying away from families and being at camp and putting in all the work. So that's the thing. And we all see that day on the field and we say, I want to be like that person. Right? And then we go out and do our version of whatever that looks like. And we jump into it and it doesn't work. And then we freak out, we back out, and it's over. Right? That's not perseverance. That's having a wrong mindset. Right? That doesn't mean you're a failure. It means your mindset was wrong. So if you want to achieve things or you want to overcome things and you want to get the thing that you want, you have to have an athlete mindset. And you have to put in the work. And you have to put the blood, sweat, and tears. So I, after that experience, continued selling, 
continue doing the door-to-door. And what started to happen is I started figuring out a pattern. I started noticing that if I knocked on 40 doors in one day, I would get two sales out of it, minimum, guaranteed. How? Honestly, you guys, it was a numbers game. It was a numbers game. There were days that I made more than the two sales just hitting those 40 doors. So I knew that was kind of like that magic number. And it took time to figure out what that magic number was. And for me in that situation, it was 40. Now, um, it was it was 40 doors. Now, depending on what you're into or what you're doing, your um, number could be different. It could be you might have to, like let's say that you have to cold call to get an appointment somewhere. You might have to make 100 calls before you get one or two that, you know, turns into something. So point being, it's it's kind of like data mining, but in, in the real world. <clears throat> so once I kind of figured that out, all of a sudden I'm getting like two sales a day, sometimes three, sometimes four, and sometimes actually even five and six in a day using my little method. Because now... On the basis I had was if I hit 40 doors, I will get two sales. So now that became a formula. So it didn't even matter if I was good or not. It was just the fact of showing up that helped me get those sales. But how I got the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth, those were my skills that I started learning and having. Those skills of overcoming the objections and um, showing the customer the benefits. So all of a sudden, I was becoming the number one salesperson. Me. The girl that sat on the curb and cried after her first week. And I'm number one in sales, number one in volume, and number one in customer service. <laughs> so I'm, pr- I'm very proud of that story because it had such a weak beginning and it had such a strong ending. And I learned a lot from that experience. That experience really toughened me as a salesperson and it helped me in my jobs as a consultant later or business development because it taught me what what happened let me let me tell you something what was happening when i was which is what caused me to sit on the curb and cry is i was internalizing the rejections when when i got rejected for selling cable and internet it was a trigger that rejected me for all the things that i'm insecure about in my life right That's why, and that's psychological, and that's why it happens to you, and that's why nobody likes rejection, because when somebody rejects you, you can't separate the fact that they just don't want your product. They don't know you as a person, as a human being. Why would they reject you as a human being, right? But we wrap it all into that. So all of a sudden, when that person says, no, I don't want to buy your product, we think of it as, oh, daddy doesn't love me, or, you know, mommy doesn't love me, or you know, that, that boyfriend dumped me or whatever else it is, you know, or I'm overweight and nobody likes me and I'm being made fun of at school or whatever. So those are the things that innately pop up. That's why it's so painful. That's why door-to-door sales is so hard. So I learned to separate that, whatever those other issues are, um, and realize that when someone says no, they're just saying no to the product. And then I turned it into a game. It became a game for me. 
right? And when, when it's a game, then all of a sudden it's like competitive. And then I never, I've never been a competitive person my entire, entire life. All of a sudden I was this like newfound competitive person because I learned how to win and I liked it and it was like fun. And like the rejections started to not bother me anymore because again, I realized it was a numbers game and, um, it was just a matter of time before I started getting yeses. So then all of a sudden I became really competitive. And so other people that I worked with, we started having these like little bets, like these, okay, who's going to sell, you know, three in a day or four in a day, or let's say that that week, you know, we were at like five, I think our goal was like four or five in a week. And it was kind of like, who's going to get to that sixth or that eighth. And then, you know, we'd bet little things like lunch on so-and-so or whatever, you know, whoever ends up winning. Um, and all of a sudden it was like something in me just shifted and changed. And it was probably one of the greatest things that could have ever happened to me. Um, on so many levels, on so many levels. And there were skills that I learned that I was able to take to other jobs. Um, even if they weren't sales jobs. Um, it was that it was that skin toughening, you know, having thicker skin. That was at the basis of there's nothing else. Um that is something that I gained from it. And seeing the, those kinds of situations is kind of like a game. And whether it's a video game or, you know, a physical game, navigating it and finding, overcoming those obstacles and finding the win and going after the win. So that, you guys, is probably my best story that I could share, my best personal so- story that I could share with you about um, about adversity. I mean, about, sorry, about perseverance. <laughs> Um, and again, like I said, you know, I did it so many times and you withstood that pain, it withstand that pain and that rejection and you start having the memories of being strong. And if you can withstand the rejection once, you can withstand it again and you become stronger and stronger. And like I've said before, it's just like building a muscle. Um, you know, at first it hurts. But the more you lift that weight, it becomes stronger and stronger. I think I use this analogy a lot. I think I used it in the last episode. <laughs> it's a good analogy. I really like it. You're, you're probably going to hear it again, so get used to it. Um, and you start to break down barriers. <clears throat> and and this is a little something, you know, again, this is kind of like a sports analogy, again, that, that, that I've used before. But so, so, so what happens is... When you're being rejected and everything, you know, it's, it's like an overcoming it, constantly overcoming it and being that person that starts going after things head on and not being afraid. You're no longer defense and you start to become offense. And that's where the strength is, you know, it's not taking, it's not in the taking the blows. Those taking the blows are important because it makes you stronger, but what makes you win is being offense. So, and really they go together. And that's, you guys, that's perseverance. That's perseverance to the core. So start thinking about that in different ways of your life. If you're somebody that starts projects and doesn't end them, if you're somebody that maybe has gone after a couple goals and hasn't achieved them, um, 
and it has made you shy for continuing and trying again, who cares? Who cares, you guys? Who cares? We care way too much about what everybody around us thinks about us or says. Who cares? They are not paying your bills. They are not living your life. They are not sitting there and experiencing your moments of happiness and sadness. Who cares? So get back out there, whatever it is. Try again. Try something new. Try something different. Whatever. You're eventually going to get it. It's a numbers game, right? You hit 40 doors, you get two sales. Apply it to anything and everything in life. Statistics, it's math. It's just a matter of time. So with that said, my lovely sexy boss babes, my sexy boss babe tribe, um, it's been lovely sharing with you and I appreciate you listening and your continued loyalty. So thank you for joining. I'll have some new episodes next week and a surprise guest interview that you've been waiting for that I'll start announcing soon. And don't forget about entering our contest to win free product. So it doesn't matter which podcast you listen to. If you're listening to the podcasts, start subscribing to the website, screenshot, tag us, put it in your story, DM it to us, and we will um, enter you to win a product that will be announced. The winner will be announced next week. Don't forget. Thanks again, guys. Till next time, you're listening to the Sexy Boss Babe podcast. If you want to be in touch with me personally, you can do so at the Arzo Yusuf, A-R-Z-O-Y-U-S-U-F. And Sexy Boss Babe is always at the Sexy Boss Babe. None other than. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week. Thanks for joining. One last thing, guys. As a reminder, we're a social impact company. And for every purchase of a Sexy Boss Babe product, we're able to support charities that help foster youth and survivors of sex trafficking. There are 500,000 kids in the American foster care system, and 60% of sex trafficking victims are either former or current foster youth. This demographic needs our help, and before we can do that, we need to raise awareness. We've started an awareness campaign using the hashtag SBB movement. You can help us raise the awareness through using that hashtag. To learn more about this cause and this movement and what more you can do, please visit our website at www.sexybossbabe.com. We really believe that together we can make a difference. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.